You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host. We have to, of course, talk about what happened at San Diego Comic Con because it's a really important year. It was the 50th year, in fact, that San Diego Comic Con happened uh, this past month. And we are excited to talk to you specifically about one section of the convention that really got all of us geeked out. And that was the Marvel yeah, the Marvel presentation. Yeah, the Marvel presentation did it all. So I'm really excited to have Ryan here uh, to talk to. We don't have Angelica this episode, but um, uh, it's good for Ryan and I to kind of dig into this with you listeners. And Ryan, yeah, sound off. What did you think when you first heard the announcement of these Phase 4 movies that were going to be coming out? Okay, let me do this. Okay, this is my first. Um, I'm gonna give you my other thoughts too on it. But um, Lena Wave, you know, she did like the shy. Um, also, I think she did like Master of None. Yep. Um, and Queen of the Storm that's coming yeah. out soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. But look, she sent this tweet out and she goes, Captain America's Black, Thor is a woman. The new Blade got two Oscars. 007 is a black woman, and the Little Mermaid is about to have locks. It just got real. And that's just like my whole, you know, that just explained like my whole feeling of when I first saw the whole phase four, like just everything just seems to be coming into place as far as like diversity and just like, you know, the range of stuff for people to be a part of and to view. Um, so, you know, so, so something like Black Panther is not just like one of those single spinoffs and then we're done. You know, and yeah. then we wait till like the next 10 years or something that everybody freaks out again because something else is new. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you bring up Lena Waithe's tweet, because I think uh, the first thing that we should probably talk about is the diversity that is happening right now in phase four. Marvel is really taking a progressive step in the right direction by doing all of this great casting. One of the things that I noticed, I had actually compiled a list, uh, shameless plug, blackgirlnerds.com. You can check out. Um, here is a list of black talent named in phase four of MCU. So as you know, we've got our favorites that are coming back, like Anthony Mackie. He is going to be reprising his role as the Falcon in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's going to be coming out on the Disney Plus platform. And we'll talk a little bit more about what uh, Marvel and Disney's doing with the live streaming area. And then Tessa Thompson will be back as Valkyrie in Thor, Love and Thunder. By the way, somebody so, said on on social media, someone said Thor, Love and Thunder sounds like a reality TV show. It really does. <laughs> if you think about it, it really does. That's like VH1 waiting to happen right there. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I'm excited for them. And then we've got some new folks coming into the fold. We've got Brian Tyree Henry, who's going to be in the Eternals, along with an actress by the name of Lauren Ridloff, who let me just say, this is the most progressive form of casting I have ever seen. So Lauren Ridloff is a black woman who is deaf. She's the first actor, deaf actor, that's going to be in a Marvel film. And this character that she's playing, I don't know if it's pronounced Macari or Macari. It's a character from the Eternals. Um, in comic book canon, this character is a white guy with hearing ability. Yeah. So I just found that to be amazing. Like that is the most. Yeah, I thought that so, was great. Um, yeah. And then we've got um, Homegirl from um, also uh, Chirac and Dear White People. Um, she is going to be, what is her name? Tiana Paris. Yeah, I think she was in the Bill Street can talk um, too, right? You're thinking or of am, I, Lane, am I confusing probably. her with somebody? <laughs> Uh-oh, all black people don't look alike. Let me I'm, be quiet. Go ahead. Um, let me just share a quick story for our listeners. So a few years ago, I was on the um, press line at Comic-Con when Black Panther uh, made its debut. And of course, as you can imagine, like this is my first time being doing it like a press line event for a big Marvel film. And uh, Lupita Nyong'o comes up to me. Oh, my gosh. Guess what I called her? Oh, I said, deny it's so good oh i knew that you were gonna say that <laughs> and she's like my name is not deny i was like oh my god i'm so sorry so yeah um i was just super nervous like i know the difference between yeah how can you not freak out when lupita walks up though i'm just saying i know and it's like okay you're black girl nerds like you guys should know this so that yeah that was like yeah, I, I I was way, way, way um nervous about that. But anyways, um so yeah, <laughs> you're you're thinking of Kiki Lane, but it's yeah, Tiana um Paris that is playing Monica Rambo. By the way, she looks super cute in her when she came out and she was just like so excited about it. Like she had the cute hair going, the outfit. She looked so adorable. I'm just so happy for her because listen, once you're in a Marvel movie, your career is pretty much going to be on point you don't have oh yeah she's never gonna have to be hungry again like she'll be eating all day um off of getting work in hollywood just based on being in a marvel property so good for her yeah i'm excited for her yeah look that looks like like and you can tell when she got when she got into the mix with uh elizabeth olsen um i'm blanking on the other guy's name uh, i think it's Pat oh gosh <laughs> i see i was about to call something right call patrick uh, wilson um oh god paul bettany thank you yeah yes he's um because you know you, i mean you know they have like a great dynamic obviously because they've been in the avengers together but right. when she came out on stage i felt like that shifted you know when we talked about before about like just the right like having certain casting and you know mixing things up a little bit i feel like that kind of brought their chemistry like to another level that makes you excited about watching the show? I mean, honestly, like, I was not that interested in watching uh, a Scarlet Witch property. Um, Scarlet Witch is not really one of those characters that really interests me that much. So when I had first heard about WandaVision, I was kind of like, meh about it. But as soon as they <laughs> announced Monica Rambeau was in this, I was like, okay, that is like priority number one. Yes, I'm going to yeah. Disney Plus just because of WandaVision. Yeah, like everybody, yeah, you, and you could tell like everybody lost their minds when they found out that's what they were going to do. I was like, yeah, that was a smart move on their part. Very smart. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, and then we've got uh, Homeboy from The Handmaid's Tale. 
Uh, I know Luke is in the building. <laughs> Luke is in the building. So he's going to be in the Black Widow movie that's going to be coming out next year. And Jeffrey Wright. And of course, the ultimate amazing finale that we did not expect to hear Mahershala Ali being cast as Blade. What did you think of that when you heard that announcement? I I was kind of shocked to be honest because I didn't think not like he can't do it. I think he's going to do a great job and bring something different to it, but I didn't think that was his his like flow, you know what I mean? I I was kind of shocked that they kind of pulled him like for Blade. Um obviously we know Wes it's been forever since Wesley Snipes um had done anything because i was kind of wondering what people thought about that like if they were like well why didn't you just you know bring wesley because he's not doing anything as far as i know i I think like the last series he was on had like a couple uh seasons and then was uh was done Mm -hmm. so i was kind of wondering if like you know what his reaction was you know if he i mean if he even cares at all because i know it's it's been like since like 2004 was that the last blade somewhere in there i don't know but um probably yeah, but I, I I don't know. I think Mar- I think he'll I think he'll kill it definitely. I think because you know Marvel has a plan. They they're gonna like slowly build this one back up. Um, but and then also too, what I was wondering on the on the blade as well. Okay, everybody obviously, uh, Black Panther is like a huge you know just culture phenomenon because everything that was involved in the story. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Blade was way before Black Panther. You know, as far right. as like having that black superhero, but nobody, everybody kind of, everybody kind of skips over it. Like, you know, well, we have Black Panther. So I was kind of wondering about, if that, is that gonna, like him playing that role? Is that going to kind of shift? Is that going to bring like a new audience to that, to that series? I think that's a good, that franchise? I think that's a good point to bring up because truth be told, Blade kicked off the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like everybody wants yeah. to give credit to Iron Man, but I believe that Blade was the first Marvel movie that really kicked off this universe and i think it's great that in phase five that they're essentially doing a reset and starting it off with the movie that started it all which was blade so i i think it's great i think um you know folks got to remember their history that black panther was not the first (laughs) yeah yeah like it's it's exciting as it is and we're ready for the next one but you know it's not exactly the first one they had right right blade was the first black superhero on the marvel you know side of things um i mean of course there's other black superhero films that came out before blade but we're talking about marvel cinematic universe here uh blade blade was the first so it's it's good to see that and as far as the casting goes i wasn't mad at it i was just like oh my god he's perfect in my opinion Mm. and i did see a lot of mixed reactions there were people that agreed with my opinions that they thought oh he's perfect he would kill it this is awesome but then i did see a lot of people that were disappointed because they wanted wesley snipes to fulfill that role and i know that wesley snipes on twitter has been pretty, you know, pretty open and active about wanting to reprise that role. So, um, yeah, I just hope that they give him a cameo or give him some kind of role in the film because it would be, I don't know, it, it would kind of be wrong to just completely exclude him out of the the film altogether, you know? Yeah, I feel like he has to have some kind of cameo, you know, just to like, even if you just make some of the fans like, you know, a little bit happy to see him a little bit. Yeah, you know, obviously it's not going to center around him anymore, but you know, give him a little something. I mean, come on, you got to give him a little credit. You got to give him a little something. So, yeah, just like you know, what is it? The TV show, The Flash, and how they, have, yeah, you know, the the guy that was the original Flash that, um, um, 
uh, plays Barry's dad. So yeah, I, I think that we need to give some some credit to to Wesley Snipes and give him a, you know, give him a check for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, give him something. Yeah, bring yeah, because they brought every like I think his name is John Wesley Ship. I think John I think, Wesley. Ship. I don't know. Yes, yes. So he was the original. Um, but yeah, they flash. brought yeah they brought like every flashback on. <laughs> <laughs> they keep it going on the flash where they make sure they give everybody enough cameo spots and everything. Yeah, yeah. So they honored the OGs. So I yeah, I, I'm certain that Kevin Feige and company, you know, have some some things planned for Wesley Snipes. But I'm happy about the casting. I'm excited. Blade couldn't get here fast enough. It kind of sucks that we gotta wait till phase five because I know. God, it's the worst. I tell you, Marvel is the best at getting you hyped. Yeah. And then you know you have a wait. It's it's the worst thing ever. It really is. It really is. And I mean, like, you guys are waiting. You're going to have us to wait that long and then make this announcement and bring Mahershala on stage and just have us, like, thirsty. And what was really funny, too, was when I was on social media seeing it happening as it was unfolding at the Hall H, Blade was actually trending on Twitter, which is pretty phenomenal. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that is. Blade yeah. was trending. Mahershala Ali was trending. And it's like, all Kevin did was just announce it. Like, we didn't get any footage. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let me kind of make it official. Yeah. You know, you guys already know everything. But let me just go ahead and say We that. didn't get a release date. We didn't get anything. But uh, that was enough to almost break the internet. So once we do get those bits, yeah, it's it's going to be like black people. People are going to go yeah. crazy. Yeah. But I don't know. He they he's just like a master at that. He's like so smooth with it. Like just drop a whole bunch on us. You know we have like two years or more to wait. But then, you know it's fine. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> fine. Well, in the meantime, we can enjoy some of the yumminess of all of these great actors and different uh, franchises that are coming in. Sure, so yeah, sure. let's kind of go over the list of what's coming out. We'll start with the Eternals because that one is pretty much going to be coming out um that's coming out next year i think that's going to be the first Mm -hmm. of the marvel films that will come out so november of 2020 they brought out on stage the whole cast angelina jolie showed up which everybody i went nuts (laughs) (laughs) so um i think she's gonna kill it i mean i know she's Oh, she's gonna, yeah, she's gonna murder that part. They're gonna be, they're gonna love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's gonna kill that. Um, and yeah, seeing some of the new people coming in. I had mentioned Brian Tyree Henry. I feel like Brian Tyree Henry is in everything right now. Like, yeah, like I almost could confuse him with is uh the guy in the black. Is it Winston Duke? No, wait. Yeah, is that the guy in Black Panther? The one that um was like the rival tribe of. Travel. Oh yeah, uh huh. Winston Duke. Yeah. I almost confused. I don't know why, but I see again. All black people don't look alike, but I don't know why I was confusing him with like when I saw him get up there because I kept trying to think like you know the name, but I kept trying to think like what else have I seen him in? Oh my gosh, who? Brian Tyree Henry or um Winston Duke? Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry. I know the name. Like I know this is gonna get. It's gonna make me mad when you tell me what I've seen him in. So have you ever seen the series Atlanta on FX? With uh, a couple episodes, okay. so that's what it is. Okay, okay. I knew I knew the name was familiar. Mm-hmm. He was um in the Child's Play movie that came out. He was in um If Beale Street Could Talk. He was in that. Oh, see, <laughs> see, there you go. Wrong actor. Yeah, yeah. Winston Duke is um he was in Us, uh, and he is kind of just getting his start. I think he's going to be coming up in a lot of other stuff, but uh, we 
most yeah. recently remember him from that. But yeah, uh, I, I think Eternals is going to be amazing. I, truth be told, I don't know much about the Eternals um, story in the comic book universe. Those comics I didn't really read growing up. So it'll be completely new for me. I think I might, you know, jump into an arc of the Eternals and, uh, comic book form sometime before the movie comes out. But, but yeah, this, this will be a completely new experience for me as a comic book fan. How about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard of before. Um, I just kind of went off with they, you know, like I kind of looked up a little bit about, you know, them being like the cosmic beings and like this whole, like just out of world thing that I think is interesting that Marvel's kind of taking that turn. Where it's not just like you're, you're just like, you know, you're right here on one, you know, just on earth, basically <laughs> fighting a villain. Like you're taking it to different like multiverses and, you know, aliens. So it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. with this. One. I mean, those, those um, stories have done so well and fared so well. And, and that was one of the things that I didn't really get into when I was a comic book reader. I was more into like the X-Men universe and part mm. of the Avengers outside of like the infinity war saga. But uh, I didn't read guardians of the galaxy. You know, I didn't, I didn't read some of those kind of space uh, soap opera comic books growing up, but I think that Eternals is definitely going to bring in a whole bunch of new fans um, as well as the old ones. And I'm just excited to see how it's going to do. And with this star studded cast, I'm just like, I'm in love and Richard Madden coming back my game of Thrones boo. <laughs> um, yeah. Everybody, everybody, you know, like, you know, they were like kind of calm, you know, when he came out, <laughs> I'm just like, and I know he's been in other stuff since Game of Thrones, but like, I, I'm really excited to see him come back on the big screen. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's eternal. Um, and then like Chloe Zhao, I think was her name. So that was cool to have like, you know, um, a American Chinese uh, director. So that's yes, cool. that is awesome. And again, they're, they're going into the right direction with, uh, not only casting choices, but also directing choices. I, I would like to see a black woman doing, a, you know, Marvel film. Yeah, I hope, like, I hope that'll be, because I know, like, we'll probably get to, like, some more of their other, like, little announcements, like, way down at the podcast, mm -hmm. but um, when they're working on, like, X-Men and stuff, I'm hope can we get, like, I want to do a Storm, because she didn't get her, her just right. due in X-Men, and then, like, give us, like, a female director or something, you know, like, a black female director that can like take it to like a different level. Cause I also feel like she needs somebody that can write for her personally. Yeah, I listen, if it were up to me and I was making all of the decisions in Hollywood, I would want a storm directed by a black female director and written by a black female screenwriter. Uh, you know, right. and then let's go ahead and just have Hannah Beekler do the production design, Ruthie Carter, costume oh, yeah. design. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, I would just go down the line. Yeah, like you said, in a perfect world in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just go ahead and do it. Um, because I think that uh, it it is important to see ourselves, um, reflected, but it's also important to see women of color and black women, in particularly, telling the stories about us. You know, and and yeah, because everybody can't do it, which I just don't think people have still have not fully realized mm -hmm. yet. But you know. yeah, exactly, exactly, and it's not like there's not many of us to go around. <laughs> so at this point, right. you could definitely um, choose from a lot of Black female directors and screenwriters and production designers, costume designers, and editors. Um, gosh, oh yeah, I'm trying yeah. to remember the name of the Black female editor who did. Um, oh, Joy McMillan, uh, who edited. If 
could talk. Yeah. Is it Moonlight? Moon- yep. No, was, yep. no. Moonlight. And okay. um, if Bill Street could talk, so let's have her edit the um film for Storm. <laughs> like let's let's really just go ahead and put. Yep, yep. I'll be with it. I'll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just go ahead and put it all the way out there. Yeah, I, like like I said, we just need a perfect day in Hollywood for this all to line up. Because I don't know, I'm getting at the point, and then like this kind of stuff where they get you hype makes you want that even more. It's like so we know you guys have the means to do it now because this friend, you know, Marvel is just like rolling in money that and you know they about to take some more of my money you know once these other things come out so it's i feel like they have the they have the tools now where they can shift a little bit you know and mix it up like they're doing so it's going to make you want like more like we want that perfect you know storm you know not to make a play on words to kind of happen for <laughs> stuff like that to do well speaking of money right i i think oh, all, all of us are going to be throwing our money obviously when we go to the theater but then there's disney plus then that man i'm gonna be broke yep so yeah what are you, what's your opinions on disney plus i'm i, I just feel okay i have hulu netflix mm-hmm. see I, i'm the person that I, I just feel like it's building up i feel like i'm gonna do it anyway so i'm just gonna vent right now and complain but i'm probably gonna do it anyway because i'm just that big of a fan and i just want to see what happens with marvel as far as like tv um so, I mean, because in my opinion, I don't know, like, I guess I uh, I want to interested to see what you think about it, too. But, okay, DC, for mm-hmm. me, has dominated television. Like, they, oh, yeah. I feel like they have a, a great formula for putting out a TV mm-hmm. show. Marvel, like, I haven't seen Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet. I heard Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is great. But Marvel, to me, gives you the flash because they have the budget. You know, like, they'll do, like, the special effects. They'll draw you in with that. You know, cinematography, all that kind of stuff is great. But then you like, maybe you don't have the right casting for a certain person in that TV show. Like the chemistry seems weird. The plot sometimes could be, you know, a little bit weird for what they're trying mm-hmm. to do. So I'm wondering if Disney Plus gives them their own, like, you know, we can set this up the way, you know, like maybe more space that they need. I don't know, maybe more time, maybe an hour or so there that their shows have to be like, if it's on like ABC or something, is not enough. You know where they need to do it. So. Yeah, I mean, I think um, you're you're right in bringing up the fact that DC definitely is dominating the at least the cable TV um, component. Right, of, right. Of of taking over because yeah, you've got Flash, you've got Arrow, which I think some of these shows are pretty much ending soon. Um, Black yeah. Lightning, Legends of Tomorrow, all of that, and then you've just got Agents of Shield, which is now going to be in its final season. So I think Disney and Marvel have taken their training wheels and did that on another live streaming network called Netflix. So we saw Mm -hmm. Daredevil. That's where we got his origin story. We've gotten Jessica Jones. We've gotten Luke Cage and then Iron Fist. So um, I'm curious to know, because they haven't made that announcement yet, where those shows have a place on this network. Like we've got all of these new, yeah, yeah, we've got all of these new um, MCU uh, properties that are going on to the live streaming platform but where are the netflix shows going because they're all canceled now yeah and then you know they're going to want to intertwine like and then because you know when you have when you have these shows like this on the stream you have to kind of intermix some of the characters so like you know like to your point too how are they going to do it like they already have like the newer shows that they're trying to you know have different characters like i think elizabeth olsen is at least in two shows that's going to be over there because they're trying to mix the universes a little bit um, but how are you going to mix in the older stuff? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have 
a lot of faith in the Marvel team that they'll be able to do that seamlessly because they were even mixing in a lot of Winter Soldier with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when that first started. That's true. So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have any doubt that they won't be able to do it, but it'll it'll be an interesting challenge to see how they're going to mix and mingle these different kinds of universes because, yeah, a lot of these characters can definitely be um, meeting with Daredevil and meeting with Luke Cage. I mean, Luke Cage and Monica Rambeau actually teamed up in the oh yeah that would be a good idea yeah <laughs> you know so it'll it'll be interesting how they they mix and mingle some of these characters together but i'm excited they're probably gonna have my money i just oh, wanted yeah. to like complain a little bit but it's i'm probably already gonna be ready to buy it yeah you know? yeah I'm, I'm definitely gonna be one of those people that's gonna be a sucker and buy it and uh you know because i i can't be without these shows like and i and it's yeah, like, I mean, I already have several Marvel box sets right now. So, I mean, it's just going to happen. But I just figured I'd complain about it before it happens. And, and it's like the power of FOMO, right? The the power of the fear yeah. of missing out. <laughs> like, you don't want to be the only one that doesn't know right. what happens. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll be. Like, how are we going to talk about it, Jamie, if we don't watch exactly. the show? Exactly. So, like, we, we have an obligation to you guys as the listeners to give you our feedback and our opinion on, on some of these Marvel shows. So, yeah, well... We'll be getting it like all of the rest of you guys. <clears throat> so, um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Oh, that was so good. I, the reveal on that was the best. I mean, I know Asian Americans everywhere, um, people in the AAPI community are just like, they're excited just like the way we were with Black Panther. So I'm happy to mm-hmm. see that there's some Asian representation and we're finally going to get a predominantly Asian cast in a Marvel film. Um, and then the casting is just spectacular. Shout out to Aquafina, by the way. She is another right. that girl is doing you know it up. Yeah. She's like in everything now. I love it. Crazy Rich Asians was bomb. I don't know. I don't know what she got up her sleeve, but she's about to make a killing. I can't wait to see what they have because they didn't reveal anything about what her character is, did they? Because I didn't see. I don't think I seen anything like Twitter or anything like that. No, nope, they just put her name up there on the big screen, and that was it. So the only casting that we know of is um, Semi Lu, who's going to be playing the title role. Um, so yeah, that's it. I don't. Right. And that was cool. Did you see the clip where he came out speaking Chinese and everything? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I did. I I mean, and then he, I think he had just got cast, like just got the gig like the day before. (laughs) It was crazy. Um, So, yeah. He's like, well, I'm a superhero. Nice to meet you guys. You know? And I think um, if you go to his Twitter, I don't know if it's still pinned on his Twitter account, but he had spoken this into the into the internet ether about wanting to play a superhero role. And he was like, what about me? And now look at him. He's, he's going to be in a Marvel movie. So if you put it out there and you believe in it, you know, you can definitely achieve it. So good for him. Good for him. Yeah. I must, he looks like, he looks like he has like a good energy about Mm -hmm. him too. You know, just like what you see, like he was, it seems like he'll have a lot of fun with it. Like it won't be just like, 
you know, he, he's not arrogant or anything. He's kind of worked for it. So it just looks like it'll be like a good, like he's going to be hardworking. Like it'd be like a good time for us to actually, you know, spend our money on something good to watch. Exactly. And I really love the fact that it was mentioned that there's going to be several Easter eggs that, or, or there's already several Easter eggs that have yeah, I missed all of them. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't even know anything about this <laughs> character, so I wouldn't have been able to have known them. But there's apparently Easter eggs about Shang-Chi that we've seen in the Infinity Saga films, and that's going to give us some more insight about him and his backstory. So, yeah, I'm just uh, just yeah. amazing. Yeah, I think that like they were saying like the Mandarin as well, too. Like all this stuff I'm like trying to... Um, uh, okay, let me give my full disclosure, my full nerd moment. I have a Marvel encyclopedia that I am, <laughs> I'm going through, like, I'm trying to, like, as we're talking, I'm trying to, like, read because I'm so late on this right now, but I'm trying to find, like, some of these people that they're talking about because I'm, like, I totally, when I was watching Iron Man, I was looking at Tony Stark, so I missed the whole, like, if they dropped the East End about a Mandarin, about Shank, like, I just missed all the, Kevin was just <laughs> dropping, like, a lot of stuff that I was just, like, maybe I need to go back and watch some of these movies. And I mean, that's probably what we'll all be doing before this Shang-Chi movie comes out, since there are those Easter eggs there. And Uh then after it comes out and we watch it, we'll rewatch those movies again, because that's how Marvel is so brilliant with its strategic marketing and getting us just so entrenched in these films is dropping these little Easter eggs and kind of putting in these little clues here and there to keep us engaged. And that's that's how you do it. You know, that's how you yeah, very nice marketing they have over there at Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So on the Disney platform as well, the Disney Plus platform, Loki is going to have his own film that's going to come out in spring of 2021. Oh, uh, Loki. You say that as if like, uh, meh. I mean, you know, he's that guy I love to hate. I just put it like that. You okay. know? And most of the, I mean, although now I will admit in Infinity, I felt bad for him. I did feel bad for him in Infinity War. I did. So I'm glad he's getting, you know, he doesn't need his little shine moment because he got done dirty. So he Mm -hmm. needed his little shine moment. But, you know, Loki is, I want to see what, what um, Tom Hiddleston, am I pronouncing it right? Yes. See what he, see what he does. Cause he's cool. He's cool. Like I like his like swag about him and everything on stage. He's He plays evil real well. He really does. I mean, Loki, most villains, truth be told, like in the Marvel universe, aren't really that interesting. But Loki is one of those villains that you just love. And I wouldn't even say for me, love to hate. I just love him. Like, (laughs) he's just a lovable villain. I mean, I would even go so bold as to call him like an antihero in some aspects. Well, he did. He did make a change. I guess I got to give him credit. He did make a change. Yeah, I do. He's not he's not Thanos. He did make a change. I got to give him some credit. Yeah, because in Thor Ragnarok, he was, you know, a little bit more redeemable. Um, But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to this, mostly because I am a Tom Hiddleston stan. So uh, (laughs) it doesn't really take much for me to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> get excited about a Tom Hiddleston property. But yeah, I, I think Loki's going to definitely uh, be a big one for, for Marvel fans. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of storyline they go with for Loki on this one. Yeah. They just, they just tease us with like, Oh, this is going to be something different, but how different are we talking? So I'm like, yeah, so I'm definitely interested to see what's going to go down. Yeah. Now the one that I feel meh about <laughs> is, um, is Hawkeye. I, 
Oh, yeah. He tried with dancing through the audience, I heard, but I don't know if that's going to do it. I mean, he's the least interesting Marvel character to me. Yeah. And then just, I don't know how to describe like Jeremy either. I think it's Ranner. I was about to, I didn't, I just go into his first yeah. name like I know him because I'm like, I'm probably going to butcher his last name. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jeremy got it. Um, but yeah, he's he was I don't know, and it's like when he was on stage, like announcing like the little clip I saw. I don't want to say I, he could have been nervous because I guess anybody be nervous up there. But it's I don't know, it's like something about the way he like I don't know if he's just too cool or if he's just like just over awkward about it. I don't know, it's just something that didn't make you hyped about seeing like you're saying about seeing like it flash across the screen like everything else. It was yeah. just kind of like oh, it's there. I don't care about Hawkeye. I just <laughs> yeah, because he well, he is like always like oh, and this guy, you know, like they they kind of played it like a little bit like that in Endgame too. You know, I'll do like soft spoilers in case anybody still hasn't caught up, but yeah, they they kind of play him like oh yeah, he just kind of like appears almost. You know, it's like well, where were you at with some of these other battles, and it's like oh well, there's Hawkeye. Yeah, I just, I mean, you know, he was an afterthought in the first Avengers movie. He yeah. just doesn't really, he, he, I don't know. There, Listen, maybe this Hawkeye movie may change my mind because we haven't really gotten a lot of Hawkeye in, in the films. So that's probably a part of the reason why I don't really care much about his character. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited that we will see Kate Bishop. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's probably like his main, what, why they like trying to make that maybe the main focus of it is that he's yeah. turning her in because everybody knows like Hawkeye just no offense he kind of gets thrown in so I don't know how much we want to see a whole you know show about that yeah yeah so we'll we'll see both of them in that and it'll be interesting to see how that story unfolds so yeah is there anything else on Disney plus that I am missing uh oh uh what if do you know anything about that I kind of i read like a little bit about that it's like their first animated one yeah i don't know anything about the story but it yeah it'll be their first animated um show for this the platform so i'm excited to see jeffrey wright do his thing yep shout out hunger games that's all that, <laughs> for some reason that's the only thing that popped in my head when i saw him <laughs> Yes, yeah. Uh he'll he'll be um playing the watcher. So it'll be interesting to see that cartoon series. And they're going to have a they're bringing back voice talent of all of the actors in their, you know, different roles. So we'll see um or we'll watch an animated form Michael B Jordan, um Paul Bettany, um oh, yeah, cool. Vision, yeah, um so everybody that you miss, it gives them like an opportunity now to use like just bring them back in like a voice, just a voiceover way. Yep, yep, yep. All of the yeah, in a voiceover way. So yeah, we've got um here here's the list in front of me. Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, um, we've got Sebastian Stan. So yeah, Chadwick Boseman. So uh, yeah, all uh, of the all of our favorite Samuel Jackson, Chris Hemsworth, so all of our favorite. Marvel characters will be in animated form in this What If series, which is, it's going to be fantastic. I oh, just, yeah. I can't. That's, that's just genius. Mar- Why is Marvel so genius right now? That is such a good idea. They're, they're killing the game. They're really killing the game right now. Oh, so. speaking of uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth, can we go back to Thor Love? Can we go back to our reality show, I should say? Yes, Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> 
What? Okay. <laughs> Tessa Thompson, did you hear the bomb she dropped? I didn't think when she talked about that she is the king, so she needs to go find her queen, which I thought was yeah. amazing. That is amazing. So, I mean, Valkyrie is, um, according to comic book canon, she is bisexual. So, mm. yeah, we may see a love interest for Valkyrie in Thor Love and Thunder, uh, which is going to be pretty awesome representation, again, for the LGBTQ community. And um, I'm excited to see how that love story unfolds as well. Yeah. Also, how do you feel about Natalie Portman coming back? I'm excited. You know, I was really surprised that there was a lot of mixed reaction because, I mean, Natalie Portman, she was in the original films. So yeah. why why wouldn't she be the female Thor? So I, I didn't understand why there was some, like, pushback on that. But I, I think it's great. Like, Yeah, because yeah. I hate it when she went out, the way she went out in the second one. So I was excited. Yeah, me too. I'm like, of course she should come back. Like, she's a part of the story. She, she's canon now. So... Yeah, I, I'm I'm for it, and I'm glad that they're doing a female Thor because um, that character has gotten s- some huge popularity over the years since the comic came out, and uh, I I can't wait to see her just in full form. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be um, yeah, that's gonna be good. Yeah, and she looked like super excited. I don't know, it's just like I feel like the casting is just on point. It is. It's it's perfect to me. So I I have no problems. I I have questions about people that are anti Natalie Portman. Like yeah, I mean it's like come on, <laughs> right? And then like the first one, I loved her in the first one, even though in the first one, you know, it was more about like you know establishing Thor. So or Chris Hemsworth, or you didn't right. get a lot of her. So right. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm confused with the people that's hating right now because I'm like, come on, we need her to come back. And you got to remember, let's not acknowledge the first. Thor movies like the first couple of movies because they they were trash like they really yeah. were trash yeah it's true it it's wasn't true. until yeah. Taika Taika Watiti came in and killed it with Thor oh, Ragnarok yeah. nailed and it completely yeah. changed Thor's like character development his personality he got a nice haircut like it was a colorful fun movie and I mean just the title alone Thor Love and Thunder tells me that this is just going to be a rocking good time oh yeah so and I'm so glad that women are not the damsels in distress that they had in the first couple ones. I'm like, thank you. Exactly, exactly. And, and I don't think we're going to see the same Natalie Portman character mm-hmm. from the first films that we're going to see in this one. Like, I think that there's also going to be a shift in her character development as well. So don't, I guess, I think that's what people that are maybe anti-Natalie Portman are thinking that it's going to be similar to her character in the other movies. And yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. complete rebranding. Um, so, and I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Oh yeah. But, uh, speaking of, uh, powerful women now, now I'm going to, I'm going to bring up black widow, but okay. okay, Scarlett Johansson. Now when she's giving interviews, we all know where that goes, but (laughs) I think she does a bomb job as black widow. Cause I was a little bit upset in this, in, in game. I I guess I won't say anything cause I don't know how many. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But work that whole yeah, out, but, that, yeah but yeah but yeah she so i was a little bit like and then like to find out um i don't i can't remember the actor's name but she's now gonna have a sister i think in the series that they're or not in the movie i'm sorry in the movie that they're coming out with her um so i thought that was an interesting rachel, twist on it oh uh, rachel vice uh uh yeah i think that was rachel vice i think i think i you know what i could be wrong on that 
I have not been following along on the casting for Black Widow. So here's my opinions on on Black Widow. Um, I'm one of those people that don't think that there needs to be a Black Widow movie. Don't don't at me, internet. Um, yeah, I, don't at I, her. I just I I I don't know. I feel like there's again there's more interesting, compelling characters to feature. But I do understand why Black Widow is given being given her solo. She's been established now in several movies at mm-hmm. this point. So we know enough about Natasha and her backstory to where she can definitely carry her own um her own film and she can she can carry on her own story. And we've got tons of backstory and Easter eggs from all of the Avengers films, even her role in the Captain America films to go off of. I just, I don't know. I, I kind of would have liked to have seen, like, if it was going to be another female-led uh, superhero movie, I don't know, call me crazy, I, I would have liked to have been a Monica Rambeau movie, but I get it because we yeah. don't know anything about Monica Rambeau, so it's like, why give someone a solo engine and we don't really know much about them yet? But Also, you know, I think it's probably a couple other things why they, did, <laughs> why they didn't, but... You know, I can see where you're coming at. Like, they basically were like, like you said, there was enough stuff there to give her her own story by now. Or give her her own movie by now. She has enough to have her own vehicle. Um, But, well, you know, I I have no doubt in my mind that Black Widow, first of all, is going to do just as well as Captain Marvel did, if not better. Because Mm -hmm. at least Black Widow, everybody knows who Black Widow is. Captain Marvel really didn't have yeah much people of were a, lost yeah people were like yeah. i thought that was something else yeah so yeah like, it has a stronger start yeah like unless you read the comics um you know then you or know about the creed like you would know about captain marvel but if you don't then you didn't know so and it still did well so i think black widow is going to do just fine i'm just i'm not as like hyped up about black widow as probably most you know comic book mm. female fans are um but you know, we'll we'll see what happens with her story. I, I I look forward to seeing a really cool espionage thriller, which I know Black Widow will be all about because I'm a huge fan of the Captain America films. Um, so oh yeah 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 those are great. Yeah, those those espionage thrillers are are the best, and Marvel knows how to do them very well. So also, yeah. I think it's Florence Pug. I'm trying to I'm trying to like Google while you're talking. Is oh, okay. Yelena is? I think that's going to be her sister. Oh okay okay. There you go. Where, um, so that'll be seen her. Like say it again. Where have I seen that actress? That that I was trying that. to figure out that same thing when I was looking at the when I was trying to let me see if I can. I wonder if something yeah, I, feel, I feel like that name is familiar. Like she's been on a TV show or something like that. Um but yeah, so it should be really great. Yeah, Rachel Vice is going to be in it. Um Luke from Handmaid's Tale. He's got this weird name, O. T. Fag Benley. Yeah, I was like, man, that, that's going to get people in trouble. You just call OT. You like OT. OT. Um, so, yeah, he is a character called Mason. And I don't know anything. And it looked about like that. he might have a crush on Black Widow. So, like okay. the little clips I seen, I was like, all right, then. He's a good looking dude. I just got to say. He is, yeah. Yeah, you know, Scarlett Johansson should be happy. You know, we don't yeah. want any interviews about it, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like you know scarlet you should not have her do the interviews i'm just saying jamie like i mean i I like wave maybe like i don't know like 
I it going back to our discussion about the race bending whitewashing. Yeah, check podcast. that podcast now. Plug, guys. That's a plug. Yes. Yeah, listen to that because that's kind of what we're referring to. We're referring to Scarlett Johansson's recent comments about wanting to play a transgender character. And she's like, girl, you are in the Marvel cinematic universe. You don't ever have to worry about a part ever again. You could live your entire career just off of doing these movies. I mean, that's what Robert Downey Jr. pretty much has done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much what he did. Yeah. You know, for the most part, like he's been in a few films outside of MCU, but most of the stuff that he's done in the last 10 years has just been Marvel films. So it's like, you know, Scarlet. Yeah. Don't do that. Um <laughs> <laughs> so i think oh yeah uh the other film I, i'm not a huge fan of these films but i know that there's an audience for it um dr strange in oh, the yeah. madness that will be coming out may 7th of next year um i so, heard oh, that's gonna I, bring like a little horror element that people are excited about like gothic horror thing happening yeah, I, that that should be interesting. I mean, I, I really do like the mystical fantasy aspect of the Doctor Strange yeah. film. He's, he's just um, very, I will admit, his. I think his, I don't know, I think where his powers originate and the villains he fight makes his story very complicated sometimes. Like, if you don't yeah. have a way to, like, break it down. Like, because I remember, I still need to, like, do a second rewatch on Doctor Strange. Because I remember watching it for the first time and I thought everything was just, like, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, well, his powers look great and it's just, like, great cinematography you know effects but i was kind of confused i was like so what what part of the universe was he saving again you know it's just like a lot that was going on yeah i mean for me again it goes back to is this character compelling enough are they do they have charisma are they interesting like tony stark is charismatic he's someone mm -hmm. who you just want to be around Stephen Strange isn't that character for me. And Stephen Strange is supposed to be kind of similar to Tony Stark with right. the whole sort of egotistical, you know, sort of full of himself kind of character. But I don't, he doesn't have that charisma. And, yeah, um, yeah. I, and his is not as funny to me. Like you could, you will have some kind of jokes with Tony Stark. His is right. not that funny to me. Like his is more like, you might have to punch this dude. Like, I don't know, like the, the lines he has just are very like, I don't know, like just like shots all the time. And I think he, especially when he first, when we have the first movie, so maybe they're changing it up for this. Right. Uh, for the series, like changing this like outlook on how he's going to view things. But he was very like just arrogant and like just mm -hmm. very just like, okay, I'm just going to fix my issue. I'm not worried about you over here. It's all about me. You know, right. no comedy to it. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see what comes out of Doctor Strange. I do like the fact, as you mentioned before, that this is going to be more of a horror film for the MCU. So that should be interesting because I don't think we've seen that before. Um, so I'm curious to see how they're how that's going to play out. Yep, yep, yep. I think it, I was trying to find. I had made a note because there was like some other stuff that they were like dropping too that they did. They just didn't tell us about. I mean, you know, obviously you got Black Panther that they just won't give us a date for. Yeah, so we still have Black Panther two. We still have Gardens of the Galaxy three. There's also Fantastic Four that was mentioned. So that should be interesting. I, yeah, I'm I, excited about that. I'm excited too. Now, true. I know I keep saying the same thing, truth be told, but it is the truth. Um, I liked the Fantastic Four version with Michael B. Jordan. 
I know. I haven't. I haven't seen it. I've seen the uh, the other ones that I think people are. I think people are fans of. Them. I don't know. It's been so long since they've been out, but Ryan, I that. see that movie, please. And then next time we do a podcast, let me know your thoughts because okay, okay, it was critically panned by um, it was panned by critics, um, but. I was one of the few critics that liked it. And I remember when it first came out and I, you know, mentioned on social media and wrote my review, how much I love the film and the, the bros out there just was coming at me. Cause it was the first time that they race bended Johnny storm. Cause he was played oh, by my, yep, yep, yep. mm. people thought that I only liked the movie because Johnny storm was black. And I'm like, <laughs> and the name of my article was actually called. I liked fantastic four and not because Johnny storm was black. That was, the, <laughs> and they was still the- <laughs> didn't pay any attention to that title. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it for what it was. Yes, it was choppy. Yes, mm-hmm. it, there were moments where it felt like it was all over the place. Um, but overall, I thought it had a really interesting redeeming story. I, I really loved the performances of um, Michael B. Jordan and um, uh, the main guy, which his name, of course, escapes me. But um, I, I, I really enjoyed the film. So anyways, I bring that up to say it'll be interesting to see how they rebrand Fantastic Four because we've gotten a few versions of it already with different casts. And- I wonder if I could get Jessica Alba back. I mean, I know she's busy with LA Finest, but I was just wondering like just for a little bit, just for like, you know, one of them or something like one. For like a movie second. Or- yeah, for like a second. <laughs> <laughs> she she was my favorite invisible girl. I don't know who played it in the one because I got I'm gonna go back and check out this version you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You, let me. I have to do. This. It always bothers me when I forget actors' names. I used to be that person that could remember their names. Yeah. off the top of my head, but yeah. because of age, uh, <laughs> I don't quite, <laughs> I don't quite remember their names anymore. Um, Miles Teller. So yeah, Miles Teller was Mr. Okay. Fantastic. I thought he did a great job. And then Susan Storm, the Invisible Woman, is Kate Mara. Um, okay. played by her. So, yeah I, yeah, I liked it. But anyways, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, I think they would need to have a brand new cast since Michael B. Jordan is Killmonger. Uh, and please, I hope they don't do the thing where, you know, they cast the same actors but in different roles for universes that are supposed to intersect. Yeah, that'll be that. weird. Yeah, hopefully they do not do that. Well, people were actually mad about Mahershala Ali being cast as Blade because of his role as Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. Oh, you and gotta the- be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> one of the many criticisms I saw, and I was like, that's actually a pretty valid one, though, because if they do plan to intersect, you know? Well, I mean, we could just forget that for a little bit. Yeah, but he's gone, so it's like, you know. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's a living character, you know? So yeah, living I, living character, I can see. I mean, I guess if you're going to get technical. See, that's another thing about the MCU. The fans are super, like, I don't know how they do it because the fans are so technical. Like, everything has to be, like, by the T. You know, yeah. you got to make sure you didn't miss something. I don't, like, I don't know how they do it because it would just drive me nuts. They have way too much going on. And like you said, just something little like that. Like, the character's going off Luke Cage. Luke Cage is getting ready to finish because they might put it on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. so why are people like oh well well he was in this so he can't possibly make money and do something else in marvel so i don't know i'm just like they're very like you know specific on things where i'm just like sometimes i'm like you know give it a chance let it come out a little bit exactly because it's been done with other actors we've seen it done with chris evans yeah seen it done with ryan reynolds uh so you know you can be an actor um in more than one 
comic book movie and and it's not going to take it away from the film uh so yeah it's it's not that big of a deal but yeah i I, it'll be interesting to see how they rebrand fantastic four and i think that was it yeah because we already talked about the x-men yeah so yeah i think that was all they had i think that's all the like news he dropped yeah yeah so i i'm excited for this you know i'm probably gonna go broke you know just watching marvel films all day um i mean they've they've split this out uh or spread this out pretty far to where it's not going to be too overwhelming and cluttered Mm -hmm. for fans um but i'm curious to see how they're going to unpack the live stream or the disney uh streaming thing that'll be interesting yeah, I'm just glad to have something else because after Endgame, I was like, well, what are we going to do next? Like, what do they got coming next? So I'm just glad to see, like, you know, they've been working on this. Like, the plan that they said they were working on was actually something that was you could be excited about and that they've taken time to kind of, like you said, map it out, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, cool. This was a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed chatting and geeking out with you, Ryan, about these Marvel films. I could talk oh, about yeah, all yeah. that yeah this is fun i love yeah i could talk about it all day too like we just next time we just need like our character list though of all then we can really go in we yeah you know like we need to like really break down like every single like that would be fun like whatever whatever they come out with you know in two years we just gotta remember this (laughs) break down like the actual characters and everything (laughs) just have like just this chart of all of the characters and then just have like little pins everywhere with the yarn and just like go crazy with yeah doing different kinds of um theories and all of that stuff yeah, yeah see how sick see how sick people will get of us but we'll have fun doing it we'll see how sick <laughs> they get of hearing us like break it down but you know absolutely so thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode uh, you can follow black girl nerds on twitter at black girl nerds or at black girl geeks or you can follow the podcast we have a podcast twitter account at bgm podcast if you want to follow me on my personal twitter it's at jamie Broadnax. uh yeah and i'm at november bear and by the way yeah definitely follow uh black girl nerds on twitter because they drop some bombs i'm like i get notifications all day and i'm like wait say what happened now so you know check it out (laughs) i'm plugging i'm plugging it i'm plugging it yes yes let's do it let's do that let's do it all right well thank you guys so much and we'll we'll see you next time yep thanks guys The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.